Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Um, welcome to the program. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, you know, I also call these days uh, Panther post-loss day. But they won yesterday. They didn't score a touchdown, but they won yesterday in a barn burner of a game against the Atlanta Falcons, which, man, they got to be feeling really bad today. You lost to the one in 12? 13, 12, okay, 1 in 12 Panthers. Now, look, I don't want to say that the Panthers won because of anything I did, but I do find it a little bit more than coincidental that the, the, the game I did not watch, we won. And, and I wanted to watch it. And I just, but I had a, had a birthday party. So we're at Sammy's in Belmont. Great place, by the way. Love uh, Sammy's. We got the we 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 took got the bottom part of it, the little speakeasy on, uh, downstairs. And so uh, had a great time, but did not see the game. Saw the scores, and at first I thought it was a mistake because, like, how did we only give up one touchdown? That seems crazy to me. Um, and we didn't turn the ball over in the final minutes of the game to cost us the the game. They did it. So weird. It's one of those things. I remember when I was a I was growing up, and I don't know why. I grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan, and I remember. And and yes, I I was a fan when they had all of the Super Bowls, but I was also a fan before that. I was a fan when Babe Laufenberg was the quarterback, and they lost. 15 games. And he got sacked like, I think it was seven or 8,000 times. Um, like to the point where the guy had a really long last name and you couldn't even read it by the end of the games because it was just covered in grass and dirt and stuff. You couldn't even read any letters on the back. And he had a lot of letters in his last name. Anyway, um, the one game that they won that year was against the, the Washington indigenous peoples. And, that was the only game that the Washington Football Club had lo- uh, lost that year. They went 15-1. and one. I don't remember if they won the, uh, the Super Bowl that year. Anyway, so congrats to the Panthers and the, uh, the interim coach. I don't know if it's going to be enough to keep him from getting fired, but um, probably not. But the Panthers did win their second game of the season. Um, I also saw... This story, you know, speaking of the football, two two related items. Also, by the way, uh, found out uh, like Taylor Swift, you know, the actress, right? I think she's an actress. Is that what she's known for? I think so. No, she. No, I'm just kidding. She's known for dating this football player, and everybody's all. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's a she's a musician and she's a singer and. Um, 
So apparently, she's been flying around a lot. She's on a tour. She's she's doing a world tour. Um, but apparently, she she's been flying to go see her boyfriend during the during his games, and this has gotten a lot of people uh, kind of ticked off at Taylor Swift a little bit because she's she's murdering everybody, which I, you could see why that might uh, inspire some animosity towards her, right? Because she's flying in their planes. She's got multiple planes. She's got two of them. I don't know why. Well, I guess, I mean, it makes sense, right? If you get the double hanger, it would look unbalanced if you didn't have two. No, one's for, you know, obviously when one's in the shop, you could still fly around, that sort of thing. Anyway, um, when when it comes to seeing her new man, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift will take as many flights as she needs. With the star tallying up more than 12 journeys and counting in the last three months. So she's taken 12 flights in three months just to go to the games. The superstar singer was named the biggest celebrity carbon dioxide polluter last year in 2022. And she's... She, it looks like she's on a course to win it again. Two straight years. She is 34. She just turned 34, as a matter of fact, last week. Um, and uh, they, they went out and partied and whatnot. But anyway, um, she has uh, not only flown back and forth between New York and Kansas City, but has also made trips in between performances when she was in South America, part of her ongoing Eros World Tour. Eros? E-R-A's? Maybe it's a baseball term. ERAs? World Tour. Based on statistics tracked by an Instagram account called Taylor Swift's Jets. <laughs> Literally, it's like the Elon Musk uh, uh, plane Twitter profile. Remember that story? Same kind of deal. Apparently, somebody on Instagram just tracks all of her flights. And she has produced, with these flights, 138 tons of carbon dioxide emissions to date. 138 tons. The singer would need to plant almost 2,300 trees and wait a decade for them to grow in order to offset the environmental damage that she has caused by her flights. It's the equivalent of the energy used by 17 of 17 houses in a whole year. Like she owns two of these planes. She finished first in the 2022 pollution rankings. Uh, and at the time, a representative for Taylor Swift uh, claimed that uh, Swift often lets other people take her Falcon seven X jet on jaunts around the world. So look, just because you're tracking the flight doesn't mean Taylor's actually on that plane. Okay. She loans it out for other people to kill Gaia earth with too. All right. She's a giver spokesperson for Swift told the daily mail that she was working to lessen her jets carbon emissions by traveling less frequently than in previous years. But then she started dating that guy. He, he, he travels every week for his job, so she flies in. Okay. Before the tour kicked off in March of 23, Taylor purchased more than double the carbon credits needed to offset all tour travel, said the spokesperson. 
So, oh, oh, all right. So it's like the pollution never happened because she bought the carbon offsets. What she she bought, what, 2,300 trees that are 10 years old or something that didn't exist before she bought the credits? Like, how does that work? You, you, you buy the indulgences. The Catholic Church used to sell those. It would get you into heaven. I mean, they did away with the practice, but like that's like hundreds of years ago they did that. The selling of indulgences. That's what prompted Martin Luther to go, you know, flip out crazy and nail a bunch of theses to a, a door, right? I mean, it was one of the things they were doing. Um, Dailymail.com previously revealed that Taylor had temporarily moved into her boyfriend's $6 million Kansas City mansion while on a break from the tour with a moving truck pictured outside the house last month. A separate source claimed that the pair were using it as a practice run with Taylor keen to move in for good with her soulmate, quote unquote, if all goes well. I would like to offer a, uh, a piece of advice to Taylor Swift. It's not about the plane flights. I don't even really care about that. I just, I just always find it funny when like these, these things kind of, it's ironic, you know, like, oh my gosh, all the Swifties are going to totally overlook the fact that she's killing the planet and all that. But you need to ditch this guy. The dude apparently went on a podcast. He does a podcast. He has his podcast. Whatever. And he goes on there and he, he, he says that mayonnaise is disgusting. Pull the plug, Taylor. He's not, he's not marriage material. Team Kelsey all the way. Uh-uh. Now, oh, his yeah. brother, I like his brother, though, even though he plays for the Philadelphia Eagles and nothing good plays in Philadelphia. But Jason, he is a fan. Jason Kelsey is a fan of the Mayo. He's a great player, too. Yeah. Well, now even more so. Probably because <laughs> of the Mayo. Probably. All right. Got a message here from Michael. He says, when asked about her pollution, Taylor Swift was quoted as saying, shake it off. <laughs> I believe it. That sounds right. Um, somebody said that maybe she's already, she already has a lot of carbon offsets. Because she was raised on a Christmas tree farm. She grew up on an 11-acre Christmas tree farm called Pine Ridge Farm in Berks County, Pennsylvania. Don't you mean a, a Christmas tree murdering field? Isn't that really what we're talking about here? Right? They don't get too big. like They, they grow them just up to a certain height and then they chop them down. They murder all those Christmas trees. So I don't think that offsets. If anything, it might be a net negative, you know, because you got to run the chainsaws to chop them down. You got to have the logging trucks and you got to transport them all and everything. I, like, I'm not sure that that's a, uh, I don't think that's an offset. I do wonder, though, do Christmas tree farms get carbon offsets because they're growing the trees. I mean, that does seem that does seem right. Seems like they should, but I don't know. Um, and then uh, was it Ned who suggested that uh, I, that these two guys, the Kelsey guy, or maybe just one of them, or both of them? Are they both on the Campbell soup can? I believe uh, I, the one I've seen is Jason, oh. but I'm not sure. Travis might be involved in the in the chunky soup as well, but okay. he, chunky soup specifically. It's got to be Campbell's chunky soup because that's the hex. Yes, that, it's a curse. Right, that 
sports people believe ex- exists, like the Sports Illustrated superstition. If you're on the cover, then bad things happen to you. Um, and they have people that cite that, you know, like the Chunky Soup curse. Uh, it went to, uh, like they say, that's why Kurt Warner, when he was with the uh, the St. Louis Rams, and it stopped him from going back to the Super Bowl in 2001. But he had already won it in 2000. Then he got the Campbell's deal, gets put on the can, and then doesn't go back. But that's because he ran into the Carolina Panthers. I believe that was the year that the Panthers went to the Super Bowl. Uh, 2003, four season. Okay, so never mind that. Super Bowl. All right, the, all right then, the, then the soup curse is real. Okay. Uh, was that the Patriots beginning of their uh, dynasty? Maybe I'm wrong. I'm Jerome wrong. Bettis. He got injured after he got put on the can. So bus, yeah. Anyway, so I uh, seems legit. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at CarolinaReadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com Veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out all right i got new research for you a new study this could actually save your life uh, especially if you're driving okay a new study has revealed the most stressful artist to listen to while driving uh, around uh, christmas the most stressful song this was apparently research conducted by Auto Trader, and the study analyzed the tempo, the beats per minute, of more than 140 popular Christmas songs in order to gauge the level of stress that they might cause listeners. The research also discovered the least stressful songs. So, I'm not trying to stress you out. But I, I feel like I have to play this for you so you hear what the most stressful song is because I didn't know this. I had never heard of this song. Well, okay. It's, it's a remake. I have heard of this song. I believe this was George Michael's Last Christmas. It gave you my heart. That Right? Okay. But it's not George Michael's version. It's someone else who did a version. And no, it's not Taylor Swift. It's Ariana Grande. She did a cover of this song, and this is, I didn't think that this song could be done worse, but I stand corrected. There's my one mistake for 2023. Uh, I was mistaken about that. Okay, here, I'm just going to play, I'm just going to play the first part of it so you get the gist of it, so you'll know it when you hear it, so you can then tune away from it if it comes on the radio while you're driving around, okay? Because I don't want you to, like, get all stressed out, you're beats per minute, it gets your heart rate going up, and then like you have a heart attack, or you have a stroke, or you just like go into a road rage or something. We don't need that. We want safe roads. All right, so here is the here is the song. I'm not trying to induce road rage right now either. I'm only going to play a couple seconds of it, okay? All right, go. I hate that I remember. I wish I could forget. Yeah, it's super annoying. 
<laughs> December? What, what is that? Are you from Boston? Is she from Boston? Where, I don't even know where she's from. December? I hate that I remember. I wish I could forget. Okay, well, they got the lyrics here. You left my heart a mess. Can you turn it off? All right. Ugh. Oh, save us all from tears. It's pretty bad. I just like to apologize on behalf of any millennial or anyone who's. You cannot claim responsibility. How old is Ariana Grande? She's probably close to my age. I don't know. She looks the same. She's well, also she's also kind of short. She's not Grande at all. At all. At all. I'm just saying, like a little bit of false advertising. I agree. The most stressful song by Ariana Grande. That was it. I have a list. Number two. I'm not going to play these all because I'm not trying to induce road rage or heart attacks. So that was number one, last Christmas, uh, last Christmas clocking in at 206 beats per minute, which is too many. That's too many. I, like, I'm okay with like maybe writing a law to limit beats per minute for Christmas tunes. Maybe coming up with a formula, like the higher one's voice is, the fewer beats per minute you get, something like that. Number two, Merry Christmas, Everyone by Shaken Stevens. I don't know that one. Merry Christmas, Everyone? I'll have to Google this one, too. I don't know. I'm not, no, I'm not trying to, I got to Merry Christmas, Everyone by Shaken Stevens. Do you know this? I don't know this song. This is the, okay, here's the official 4K video version. Let's take a listen. Oh, yeah. That's 203 beats per minute. Yeah, it's too fast. Snow is falling all around him. No, it's not. There's a video and there's literally no snow falling around him. This is a terrible song. I don't think I have ever heard this. Have you heard this song? Merry Christmas, Everyone by Shaken Stevens. The guy looks like the dude from American Pie. Which one from American Silver, Pie? Silver. Uh, Stifler? Yeah, I think. Is that Sean William Scott? I don't know. That's what he looks like, though. Or the dude from Scrubs. Zach. Hey, Zach Braff. Yeah, yeah. He kind of looks like that with, with like, makeup. Uh, He's, like, wearing a bunch of makeup. Uh, Standing outside. There is snow on the ground, don't get me wrong, but it is not actively snowing. Ugh. He's just staring at the camera. Merry Christmas, everyone. Oh, this is too fast. Oh my gosh, what the heck? This is a terrible song. That's a terrible song. Oh, that's awful. You know what the number third most stressful song is based on beats per minute? It's the most wonderful time of the year by Andy Williams. <laughs> but I do like that one. That's 202 beats per minute. So I'd say that's the cutoff. 202. So we just chop out memory hole. Merry Christmas, everyone by Shaken Stevens. And Last Christmas by Ariana Grande. We just get rid of those two. And that leaves 
It's the most wonderful time of the year by Andy Williams as the top beats per minute. That's the standard. Nobody make anything more stress or stressful or more more stress inducing than that. Then number four, Santa Tell Me. Don't know that song. Also by Ariana Grande. But that clock's in at 192 beats per minute. So maybe that should be the ceiling. Do we have to get rid of the Andy Williams song in order to just cut Grande completely out of the Christmas? She should just not be allowed to make any more Christmas tunes. Maybe just do that. Maybe a ban, just a simple targeted ban on her. And then uh, the fifth most stressful song, Just Like Christmas by Lowe. Never heard of that one either. I see why these things would induce stress. Like, I don't know what song this is. I've never heard this. Why is this on my radio? All right. See, I'm see, I'm now stressed out just talking about this topic. I know I only played a couple seconds of each of the two songs. Could you imagine stacking all of these together in a playlist? You would just you would drive people insane on the roads. Got a message from Russ who says he was cruising along in a happy-go-lucky mood, and then you played that god-awful song, and now I'm all angry and stressed. I was just telling you, I, w- I needed to play it mainly because, well, because I, I did because I had never heard it. And I wanted to hear it and just so I would know what it sounds like. So if I hear it again, I can tune it out. I can change the channel, you know? That is the worst Christmas song. Last Christmas by Ariana Grande. I mean, okay, I'm saying it's the worst. Okay, yeah, it, it kind of was, though. But it's the it's like the fastest. It has the most beats per minute, two hundred and six, and that is how they measured this Auto Trader um, magazine, right? That's that's really the only data point they looked at. They said past studies have revealed that music with a BPM uh, beats per minute of over one hundred twenty can increase stress levels. Because it affects your heart rate and blood pressure. As such, whilst it might seem that listening to some of your favorite holiday hits is a great way to get into the festive spirit on Christmas road trips, some holiday tunes are equally as likely to cause more stress than cheer. A new study by the car leasing experts at Auto Trader has analyzed over 140 popular Christmas songs revealing which tunes have the lowest BPMs, and so they would... Right? Be perfect for a peaceful, serene kind of drive over the river and through the woods in a peaceful way. When you have high BPM, they're festive, yes, but that's probably best for off-road celebrations, okay? So the number one BPM, so the worst one was Last Christmas by Ariana Grande. Number two, Merry Christmas, everyone, which I think that actually was the worst. I, I had never even seen this, this person. Shaken Stevens. Third, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Andy Williams. Number four, Santa Tell Me, also by Ariana Grande. Number five, Just Like Christmas by Low. It's L-O-W, maybe it's Lau. I don't know, L-O-W. Number six, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Judy Garland. Number seven, this is a tie. We have a tie for seventh place between John Legend's 
Happy Christmas, War is Over. Or Happy Xmas, War is Over. That's the Beatles uh, tune, I guess, that, or John Lennon's tune that he, he redid. That is tied with Chris Ray, Driving Home for Christmas. Never heard of that song. Diana Ross, number nine, Wonderful Christmas Time. And then we have three tunes all coming in tied at 10. Frosty the Snowman by Jimmy Durante. Il, uh, in Dulce Jubilo, traditional. And If We Make It Through December by Phoebe Bridgers. Never heard of that one either. How did Paul McCartney's, um, is it a Simply having yeah, a wonderful yeah. Christmas. No, Diana Ross has a version of that apparently. Wonderful Christmas time. Well, uh, Russ called in and said that's the worst. That one is Wonderful Christmas Time, Diana Ross. He said that's the worst Christmas song of all time. The the Paul McCartney version. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever heard the Diana Ross version. I haven't either, but I can't disagree with Russ there. I I, I can't. People, it's a terrible song. Yeah, generally people react very uh viscerally <laughs> to that one. <laughs> I don't know why. I I don't mind it. I mind it if I hear it like more than once. Mm-hmm. But if it's on, if it comes on, it's in the background once I hear it. It's it doesn't make me like want to stab people. So I, I realize like I that does not that is not a normal non reaction that I have. Most people react very poorly to that song, which makes me wonder why is it even in rotation? Why do stations play that song? Nobody likes it. You gotta know um, when the good songs are coming. You gotta have the bad ones, right? Yeah, that's to, true. To enjoy that, the good ones, DJ principles. You know, three up, one down. <laughs> Um, the number one most or least stressful song is Carol of the Bells by Mikola Leontovich. 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 <laughs> this clocks in at 47 beats per minute. There was one right there. I think I heard it. And there was another one. Yeah, that's it. So that was it. Carol of the Bells, Do You Hear What I Hear, Blue Christmas. I hate that song. Blue Christmas. Ugh. Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, Silver Bells, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, Present Without a Bow, never heard of that one, Frosty the Snowman, Fairy Tale of New York, never heard of that one, and Believe by Josh Groban. Groban? Groban? Groban. 